I'm Sandra Jarvis, and you're listening to Silence Your Inner Mean Girl, day eight of the October 31 and 31 marathon. This is episode 15, Reframing Negative Self-Talk. Welcome to Silence Your Inner Mean Girl, the podcast where we explore the voice in your head that makes you feel insignificant and keeps you wondering if you'll ever be enough. If you're ready to silence your inner mean girl so you can unleash the badass woman within, you're in the right place. Let's get to it. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I today have been on a couple of different coaching calls that have been super powerful. And I just have to say that the reason that I am a coach is because I love the power of this work. I love watching my clients change right before my eyes. It is the most rewarding thing that I can think of doing. And if you are someone who is on the fence about coaching, I really encourage you to set up a complimentary self-talk assessment call with me so that we can chat because this is the work that changed my life. And for those of you who know my story, I tell you, that's not an easy thing to do. And um, I really believe in the power of coaching. And so I would love to chat. I would love to tell you more about what coaching is and what it did for me and what it might be able to do for you. So set up that call. The link is in the show notes and I would love to be able to chat with you. So today we are going to dive 100% into your inner mean girl. (laughs) This episode is all about negative self-talk, which is what your inner mean girl is, right? And so we're going to talk about it and we're going to talk about how to reframe it. And hopefully it will be helpful to help you see how you don't have to just accept the things that your inner mean girl says. You actually have some power over, you know, how you accept those things, how you embrace those things, how you bring those things into your life. And And you can start doing that work today, whether you're doing coaching or not. So in my coaching sessions, I talk a lot about judgment. And I, in fact, I usually start off teaching my clients about judgment because we usually think of judgment as a negative thing, but judgment is actually just the tool that we use as human beings in order to make sense of the world. So judgment includes everything from discernment to opinions, to beliefs, to experiences, to comparisons, to evaluations, to perceptions, to insights, to estimations, to conclusions. It's all of it because we judge everything. And those judgments are just the way, it's the lens that we see the world through. And they come from, usually from our lived experiences. Sometimes they also come from, you know, the beliefs, the views of the people who mean the most to us. So our family, our caregivers, um, 
and our teachers, the people that really helped to shape our lives. But the thing that's really interesting to me, and I think this is so far in my coaching career, 100% true across the board, is that the thing that we judge more harshly any, than anything else is ourselves. Now, that might not be true if you are a narcissist or if you know someone who is a narcissist. Like, maybe the thing you judge more harshly than anything else is other people, right? If you're narcissistic. But for some reason, all of us think that in order to be successful, we have to criticize ourselves. We have to judge ourselves. And in reality, harsh criticism just increases stress. It intensifies our own resentment towards ourselves. It heightens our frustrations and it reduces our ability to cope. When you criticize yourself, you actually reduce the likelihood that you're going to take further action towards your goals. It's kind of crazy. And yet, we criticize ourselves all the time over everything. I mean, our inner mean girl is just a critical voice in our head that criticizes everything we're doing. Now, it can be easy to get down on yourself whenever things aren't going exactly the way you planned. And many of us who have highly active inner mean girls <laughs> are in this place because we've created expectations for ourselves that are kind of out of control. And we expect things to go a specific way. And when they don't, then we create a lot of drama and chaos about it inside our heads. Now, I first realized this about myself years ago. And um, I was in counseling at the time, and my counselor would call me out when I was being really harsh with myself. But she also taught me a great way to reframe my self-critical thoughts. And this is a process that I often teach in my um in my sessions with my clients, but it's something that's really powerful that I want to teach you today because understanding how to reframe your self-critical thoughts is life-changing. And since we're all here because we have, you know, a highly active inner mean girl, this is a tool that can change everything. So I'm going to take you through this today. There's several steps that I want you to hear. And, and I hope that you'll just try it. Try it and see what it does for you. So the first step is actually to become aware of your negative self-talk. And the reason I say that is because some of us have been criticizing ourselves for so long that we don't even realize it's happening. And so you have to be you have to become aware that your negative self-talk is there and you have to recognize it to the point that you can identify exactly what your inner mean girl is saying to you and see it as the abuse that it is. I mean, anytime you hear something in your head that's something you would never say out loud to another person, then I want you to think about that. I want you to, you know, 
grab that thought, write it down, make a list of all the things that your inner mean girl is saying, because I want you to really become aware of your negative self-talk. Now, I want you to recognize that your inner mean girl might not even be your own voice. Like you might hear this voice as your mom or your dad or you know, a caregiver that was really harsh with you when you were young. You might hear it as the voice of an old boyfriend. You might hear it from the bullies that were on the playground when you were in elementary school. You might hear it through your second grade teacher, right? So I want you to recognize that your inner mean girl might have a different voice than your own. And whenever you hear that voice, And when things are feeling really awful because of that voice, I want you to just take a deep breath and look inside yourself and notice what's going on in your head. Pick out that negative message because what that is, is a self-judgment. And maybe originally it came from someone else, but you've adopted it as your own. And so pick out that negative judgment, that self-judgment, and For the rest of this exercise, I want you to think about that judgment. Now, one of the things I used to beat myself up about was my mothering skills, okay? I was 19 when I became a mother, and I still had a lot of growing up to do. Now, as I've gotten older, I realize that I did some things to my kids that I wasn't proud of, and I beat myself up about it a lot. In fact, I pretty much just believed that I was a bad mom. And so that was that was a really powerful message that my inner mean girl would give me was that I was a bad mom. And anytime, you know, my kids would fight back against something or I don't know. I mean, there were all kinds of things that would bring up that judgment, but it was a really powerful message for me. And so I'm going to use that as an example as we go through this process. I was a bad mom. So the second step is whenever you know what that message is that you're trying to reframe, the second step is to ask yourself, is this judgment completely true? So when you're looking at that judgment that you pulled out, ask yourself what is true and what might be too harsh. Because the truth is most of the time when our inner mean girl has messages she's sending to us, there's some grain of truth in it. And when we simply are willing to accept what is true, it kind of releases some of that judgment. (laughs) So just look at it. What's true? And what's what part of the judgment is not true or is too harsh? And then figure out a way that you can rephrase the judgment in a way that's more kind to yourself. So with my example, I was severely abused as a child. I just, I didn't have the greatest example of parenting from my own parents, my mom or my dad. And honestly, I probably should have gone through a whole lot of therapy before I had kids, but I didn't. (laughs) And so instead of telling myself that I was a bad mom, I decided that what is true in that statement is that I didn't always know how to be the best mom for my kids. So I could continue to beat myself up or I could allow my 
you know, my, my, the other voice, my badass woman to say, Hey, look, you're okay. You can be kind to yourself. You didn't have a great example. And so you did your best with what you, with what you knew how to do. And I could believe that. I could believe that while I didn't always know how to be the best mom, I did the best with what I'd been given. All right. So that's the second step is to ask yourself what's true, what's not true, and how can you reframe it in a way that is a little more kind. And then I want you to dig even deeper. So with step three, I want you to ask yourself what else is true about this circumstance? What do you already believe to be true? And be honest here. Be be honest and pull out the good, the bad, and the ugly. Because you know, if you listen to um yesterday's podcast, I was talking about vulnerability versus victimhood. And here's the thing, whenever you are willing to be vulnerable, then you're not trying to cover anything up, right? You can own the negative along with the positive, and that actually gives you more power. And so when you look at it, ask yourself, what else is true? What, what else is true about the circumstance? All the things. And so with my example, I did my best with the example that I was given. I tried really hard to do better than my parents. I wanted to break the chain of abuse in my family and did everything I knew how to do in order to accomplish that. Also, sometimes I did things that weren't in the best interest of my kids. And that was sometimes ignorance and sometimes it was because I was angry. And that's another truth. Sometimes I got angry and I raged at them. Sometimes I wasn't emotionally present for them. I mean, the older I get, the more I realize, the more I'm able to see where I was lacking as a mom. And the truth is that I can beat myself up over those things or I can simply own them. And when you own them, that's vulnerability. When you own it, no one can use it against you. When I own those things, then it gives me my power back, right? Because if I own the fact that sometimes I was angry and I raged at my kids, then if my kids come to me and say, you used to yell at us, then I can say, you're right, I did. And I'm really sorry for that. Instead of getting defensive or instead of getting angry again, I can just own it. And I can, I can own that that was part of who I was. So own everything. Denying things makes you more of a victim and robs you of your power. So just own it. Try not to cover anything up because that is how you take back the power from your inner mean girl. All right, now step number four is to ask yourself, what do you need to do today that can help you be more kind to yourself, that can help you be kinder than what your inner mean girl is being. So the truth is that usually when our inner mean girl is talking, remember she's just trying to keep you safe and she's in need of something. And so what is it that she needs in order to 
not worry so much in order to not feel like she has to keep you safe. Maybe she needs support or love. Maybe she needs compassion. Maybe she needs some kindness or maybe she needs a little pep talk. So with my example of motherhood, you know, I can, I can look at the things that I've done for my children that were good. I can focus on the good things that I did. And there were a lot of good things. I could also go to my kids and I can apologize for the things I did wrong. I can forgive myself for all of the things that I didn't know at the time. And that is a powerful process in and of itself. I can process all the emotions around these events so that they no longer hold me back. So those are the four steps for reframing the negative self-talk that we all have. So the first one is to simply become aware of it. And as I said before, maybe make a list as, as these thoughts come up, make a list so that you can get really aware of what your inner mean girl is telling you. And then ask yourself, what's true in this judgment? What part of it's too harsh? And how can you phrase it in a way that's more kind to you? And then own all of it. That's step three. Own it all. Get real. Stop trying to cover things up. Just take the good, the bad, and the ugly and own it. And then look at what you need to do today in order to be kinder to yourself. When you reframe the circumstances that your inner mean girl is trying to use against me, then you reclaim your power. It's important to just recognize that there are many ways to view any situation. You get to choose what you view as truth. And when you own all the truth, you become more powerful. And that's it. So I want to remind you and let you know about this new coaching program that I'm going to be introducing this month. It's called the Self-Love Club. And the Self-Love Club is a place where you can learn all about how to silence your inner mean girl and where you can start to develop confidence and clarity about what you want going forward in your life. The the Self-Love Club is a place where you're going to get to make connections with other women who are also doing this work. And it's a safe place to explore who you are and what you want so that you can start living the life you deserve. So if you have an inner mean girl who's kept you from really becoming the woman you want to be, I want you to join the waitlist to get more information as it becomes available. Because the Self-Love Club is going to be amazing. And Again, it's a group coaching program with just eight women in each group, and it's going to be conducted over Zoom, and it will include classes where you get taught concepts and instructions on how to implement them, plus weekly weekly group coaching opportunities. So this is not a subscription program with videos and coaching calls where there's hundreds of people and only a few get coaching. This is going to be small groups, meeting together weekly, getting to know each other on an intimate basis, building relationships and supporting each other. 
while also getting incredible coaching and life-changing information from yours truly. (laughs) And I'm doing it all for a really low monthly charge. So I'm super excited about this. It's something I've wanted to do for a long time. Now, the first cohort of the Self Love Club will start during the first week of November. And again, it's only going to be open to eight women. So registration will open on October 17th. But those on the wait list are going to get early access to registration on October 15th. So I'm putting the link to the wait list in the show notes. And if this is something that you'd like to be part of, then click that link and get on the list today. All right, guys, reframing your negative self-talk is a powerful exercise. And so I highly encourage you to try this. And I hope to see you in the self-love club. (laughs) So get on that list and we'll talk to you again tomorrow. Have a great day. Bye-bye. If you're enjoying the podcast, scroll down and leave us a five-star rating and review. And if you'd like more information on how to work with me, schedule a free consult using the link in the show notes. I'd love to chat about how coaching can help silence your inner mean girl and unleash the badass woman within. You've got nothing to lose except your negative self-talk. Schedule your consult today.